When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today we have a story time of a kid who thinks a Freddy Fazbear is real, in his house, and out to get him. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Leave a like on the video to claim your free nothing, subscribe, and let's get right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who sent in this story, we're going to call him Dylan. And uh, by the way, I got that name from the comment section, so leave a comment down below of any names you want me to use. And this story all started one night when Dylan was babysitting this kid in his neighborhood. So Dylan got to the house and, you know, the kid's mom, and we're just going to call the kid Ben because I use Ben for every, like, other name. It's kind of a meme on the channel at this point. Anyways, right, so the kid, a.k.a. Ben, his mom came down, like, greeted him at the door because, you know, uh, Dylan got to the door, rang the doorbell, and, you know, Ben's mom greeted him. And she's like, oh, thank you so much for coming. I know this is kind of on short notice, but I really, really do appreciate it. Uh, all you got to do is just, like, hang out with, you know, D uh, Ben's already been fed. You don't have to give him dinner. All you got to do is just hang out with him for a couple hours. His bedtime is at 9, and uh, afterwards, just kind of stay in the house till we get back, which is going to be around, like, 11 or so, and I really, really do appreciate this. And Dylan's like, oh, it's no problem at all. Like, you know, Ben's a great kid, because this is, like, the second or third time that Dylan has babysat for Ben. Uh, Ben's mom is friends with Dylan's mom. They're not, like, super close, but they're friendly enough, right? So anyways, right, you know, it's it's kind of like a routine babysitting gig. And sure enough, Ben's mom leaves to go do whatever she's going to go ahead and do. And, and it's time for Dylan to start babysitting Ben at this point. And, you know, it's pretty normal in the very beginning. Um, things are kind of chilling until things start to get a little bit weird. So for some reason, I don't remember exactly what, Dylan was like, oh, uh, want me to go get whatever. And, you know, Ben was like, yeah, no, that sounds like a good idea. And Dylan's like, all right, well, that's probably in the basement, so I'm going to go down there. And when, you know, you know, Dylan says, I'm going to go down to the basement, Ben looks at him and goes, no, you can't do that. And, you know, Dylan was really this startled by this because Dylan had gone in the basement before because, he, you know, that's why he knew where whatever he was trying to get was. And, you know, this had never been an issue before. And also Ben was kind of, he wasn't necessarily a quiet kid, but he wasn't known to have a random outburst for no good reason. So, you know, Dylan was both concerned and confused. So, you know, Dylan turned to Ben and was like, dude, like, what's wrong? Like, is everything okay? And Ben is just looking at him like, you you don't understand what's down there, man. You, you you don't know what I've seen. And at this point, right, you know, Dylan's just kind of looking at him like, bro, what are you talking about? Is the boogeyman down there? Is a big scary monster down there? And the kid, a.k.a. Ben, is just looking at him like, you're not going to believe me, but Freddy Fazbear is down there. And at this point, right, Dylan, you know, Dylan, you know, he, he knows what Five Nights at Freddy's is. If you don't know, Freddy Fazbear is like one of the animatronic characters from this video game. Five Nights at Freddy's, very fun game. I used to really enjoy it as, as a kid. But anyways, right, Dylan was aware of what that game was. He was at least aware. And he was like, Ben, there's a 0% chance that Freddy Fazbear is down there. 
And Ben looks at him like, dude, no, you don't understand. So Dylan kind of has like a smirk on his face and he looks at Ben and he's like, all right, you want to make a bet? I'm going to go down there and I bet you like a, a firm high five, right? That uh, I will find zero animatronics. I won't find Freddy Fazbear. I won't find Chica. I won't find any of those guys down there. I bet you a whole high five that, you know, I'll find no one down there. And, you know, I mean... Look, obviously Dylan like was just trying to like calm Ben's nerves because you know he felt bad. Ben was like nine or something, so you know, active imagination if you like to say the least. And Ben was looking at him all kind of scared because he was like he was worried for Dylan, man. He was afraid he was gonna go down there. It was gonna be the bite of eighty-seven all over again. Like I, I, he can't be having that. And so Ben's like, dude, I don't want you to risk anything. And Dylan looks at him like Ben. I promise you, I am risking nothing by going into the basement. And so Ben looks at him, because Ben kind of wants like him to check anyways. He's like, all right, man, as long as you know what the risks are. So sure enough, right, you know, Dylan opens up, you know, the door to the basement, turns on the lights, starts walking down there, and he's like in the middle of like yelling up to Ben saying, hey, Ben, like, I mean, I can't see anything so far. As I said, Freddy Fazbear isn't real. And as he's like finishing that sentence, he hears like a he hears like a scream from Ben. Ben upstairs is like, ah! At this point, right, you know, Dylan genuinely thinks that something like terrible has happened. So like Dylan like runs up, assuming that there's like a robber or something. He's like, Ben, Ben, what's wrong? And he goes up there, and no one's there. Ben is gone. So at this point, right, Dylan's kind of scared because Ben just screamed and then disappeared. And he's kind of thinking in his head, like, did someone, like, break into the, the house and, like, capture him? And he's thinking, no, like, that can't be. That's too fast. Like, I, I was just down here for a minute. And, I mean, as soon as Ben screamed, within, like, 20 seconds, Dylan was, like, all the way upstairs. And he didn't see anyone. So Dylan's, like, looking around. He's like, oh, my God, what could have happened? And he looks at the kitchen door because the kitchen door because like the basement was right above the kitchen and in the kitchen there's a door that led outside and he turned around to the kitchen door and sure enough the kitchen door was wide open. He's like shoot 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 so he runs out there and he's like Ben Ben where are you and so he's kind of like he, he goes outside he's looking around and he hears another faint ah he's like okay like shoot ben are you okay ben and he starts like yelling out for ben and you know you know i mean dylan is just kind of like running in the direction that he heard ben like faintly scream he's just like oh my god like he's thinking the worst right now dylan is legitimately thinking all right was he like captured was like w w what happened like what why <laughs> like why why me i i'm just like trying to babysit this kid for as like a favor to like my mom's friend on a, like a Friday night. I'm not trying to like chase down a some kind of like burglar or kidnapper or something. That's just not what I'm trying to do today. You know what I mean? I'm just not trying to do that. And anyways, right, you know, he, he starts like running down the street in the direction of Ben and he hears Ben yell again, ah, kind of very faintly in the distance. He's like, Ben, Ben, I'm coming for you. At this point, right, Dylan is basically breaking out into a full sprint and like, Thank God, like, Dylan is, like, a track athlete because the average person babysitting him probably would not have been able to sustain a full-on sprint for that long or, or would have been able to at least catch up with, you know, Ben at this point. And, uh, yeah, eventually, right, you know, Miles is, like, running around. He's like, or not Miles, sorry, my bad. You know, Dylan's like, oh, my God, like, Ben, 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 where's Ben? Where's this kid? Where'd he go? And eventually, right, you know, he sees, you know, he sees Ben. He's like, Ben. And Ben is like, 
several like miles away from or probably about like a mile away from the house he's like kind of like cuddled up kind of like crouched up fetus position whatever in like some random dude's yard he's like he's like ben what happened and and ben was kind of just all curled up and you know at this point you know dylan was like ben what happened like are you okay and ben looks up at him and he explains why he ran away Real quick comment Freddy down below if you made it this far into the video. I'll be trying to dish out some hearts to people who comment Freddy down below as a way to say thank you. I can't get to them all, so maybe comment Freddy two or three times if you want a better shot of getting a heart. And anyways, back to the story. Anyways, right, Ben says, uh, through like kind of like tears and kind of choking up a little bit, he's like, I, I know you're not going to believe me, but I actually saw Freddy. I, I, I saw Freddy. He was in the house. He was looking right at me. I'm sorry, Dylan. Like, I had to run. And at this point, Dylan is like in his head. He's like, dude, you cannot be serious, bro. I thought you were like captured. I thought someone came for you. I thought you're in serious danger. But, but Dylan didn't want to be mean to this kid. He obviously looked distraught. Like, Ben was pretty clearly not pulling a prank on him, not pulling a fast one. He genuinely thought this big scary like monster animatronic was in the house after him and he kind of felt a little bad but he did say you know dylan was like to ben he's like ben you can't just be doing that like i legitimately thought you got kidnapped and, and ben's like dude i know i'm sorry like i i didn't mean for any of this but i really saw him so you know dylan sits there kind of thinks about it for a second he's like ben we're gonna go back to the house and we're gonna go through the entire house you and me we're not going to separate again. It's going to be you and me, and we're going to go through every square inch of the house, and I'm going to prove it to you that it's just in your imagination so that you can feel safe. Dylan's a good guy, right? Bro, a lot of people would be very mad. They would be mad at Ben. Like, they would just be like, I'm done with this kid. But Dylan, he's a stand-up guy. He's a good kid, right? Because he went out of his way to just, you know, make sure that Ben was feeling safe. So, you know, they walk back, and eventually they, they get back to the house, and Ben is just, like, looking at the door, like all like nervous and scared or whatever and uh you know dylan's like don't worry about it man come on in and they walk into the house and someone's actually sitting at the front table and dylan's like hey like like hello and a guy turns around and dylan recognizes him as ben's older brother and dylan's like oh man i didn't know you're gonna be here and you know ben's older brother who's like i'd say like He's probably 12 at this point when, you know, Ben is nine. Ben's older brother's like, yeah, sorry, I was upstairs playing video games earlier. Like, I'd like, sorry, I didn't come down earlier. And, you know, Dylan was like, all right, that's fine. You're, that, that's okay. Like, just know I'm here till, you know, your, your parents come back and I'll be putting you to bed and, you know, whatever, right? You know, Ben's older brother's like, all right, like, sorry, I didn't say anything earlier. Dylan didn't think much of it until, you know, they went upstairs and Dylan saw what Ben saw. When Dylan and Ben were going around, like, scavenging, like, every square inch of the house to make sure that Freddy Fazbear wasn't actually in there, right, they eventually got to Ben and Ben's older brother's room, and they went around, and Ben was like, because they went in there, Dylan's like, all right, no one's in here, and Ben's like, check the closet, because, like, you know, the monsters always hide in the closet, man. That's just, like, that's a simple fact we all know. So, but, you know, uh, Dylan's like, all right, fine, whatever. Dylan opens up the closet... It is taken aback because what he sees in there is like a paper mache Freddy Fazbear costume. At first, he jumps a little bit because it low key looks like the real deal. And even though he knew for a fact that, you know, Freddy Fazbear is not actually real, right? He doesn't actually exist. You know, he jumped for a sec because he was, that was the last thing he was expecting to see when he opened that up. 
he's like, geez, like, what's this? Whatever. He goes in and he kind of like, he looks in the closet and Ben's like, is there anything in there? And, you know, Dylan's like, nope, nothing's in there. But he kind of like, Dylan goes in and like, kind of like looks at the, the costume and realizes that it's a costume in the closet that Ben's older brother uses. And then he realizes and he's like, wait a minute, Ben, what did you exactly see? And Ben like started to get nervous again and tear up a little bit. He's like, I, I saw this big, this, this big Freddy. He was standing in the staircase and he was just looking at me. And at this point, Dylan was like, ah. Dylan put two and two together and realized that Ben's older brother was playing a prank on Ben and uh, almost got him in a lot of danger, to be honest. So, you know, sure enough, you know, eventually time goes by and it's time for them to put them to, or it's time for Dylan to put them to bed. And they go to bed. Dylan's just kind of sitting there waiting for Ben's mom to return. And when Ben's mom, when Ben's mom returns, Dylan explains what happens and then also explains what he found in Dylan's older brother's closet. And let's just say that uh, Dylan's older brother got quite a talking to. Subscribe if you haven't already. Drop a like on the video and then click on one of the four videos on screen right now to support the channel. Peace. Today we got a story of another Minecraft kid who thinks Freddy Fazbear is actually out to get him. However, this story has a bit of a twist to it, and when I received it, I knew I had to tell it. So stick around, leave a like on the video to claim your free nothing, subscribe, and let's get right into it. So we're gonna call the subscriber who sent in this story, we're gonna call him Benson. I got that name from the comment section, so leave it any names you want me to use down below in the comment section. But anyways, right, this is a story of Benson and his friend George, who is the, the Minecraft kid, but we're just gonna call him George from this point out. So this story started when Benson, the subscriber, and George, his friend, aka the Minecraft kid, who we're just gonna call George, they were out and it was like a Saturday and they were just playing at their local park. They both lived in the same neighborhood and their parents allowed them to go out to the local park to, you know, to hang out, to like play with each other, whatever, ha having fun, right? And it was walking distance from both of their houses and uh, their parents kind of, they, they felt, uh, I don't know, confident enough to let them go out by themselves, uh, you know. Maybe they were mature enough. Maybe the parents just thought like, ah, oh, they'll be fine or whatever. But anyways, they were free to go out and hang out whenever they wanted to, as long as they told their parents before they left. And this all happened one Saturday night. Uh, it was kind of getting dark outside. The sun was going down. And Benson and George were kind of just chilling there at the park, kind of staying a little bit later than they usually did. And this is where things started to get, you know, where, where things started to go down, per se, right? So Benson, Benson and George... They were kind of just chilling. They were both sitting on the swing set, and they weren't, like, actively swinging that hard. They are kind of just sitting there talking about, like, I don't know, the next game they wanted to play or maybe a homework assignment. They were both in third grade, and they went to the same school, and they had the same class. So, I don't know, man. Maybe they were talking about some assignment or something. Either way, they were kind of talking, and they heard a rustling in the forest because right next to the park is a big patch of woods. So maybe forest isn't the correct word, but there is a quite a few trees, and it was essentially a forest. I don't know if technically it falls in that definition, but then again, man, that's not my major, uh, majoring in forest studies. Uh, that was my second choice, but anyways, right, they, they heard a rustling coming from the forest, and they kind of assumed at first that it was like, because they looked over, right, it was getting dark, they're the only ones there, they wanted to make sure that it wasn't like a bear or maybe a deer or anything, and while a deer probably wouldn't charge them, they just wanted to see what it was, and when they looked over, 
they saw nothing, and they kind of just assumed that, I don't know, man, maybe it was a squirrel in the trees making that rustling sound. Maybe it was just like, I don't know, a branch falling or just something natural that really wasn't a threat at all. And so they, they, you know, they go back to their conversation, they're sitting on the swings, and that's when they hear, once again, this rustling sound coming from the forest. And this is when they start to, like, you know, look over again, because first time, maybe it's just a squirrel. I mean, maybe it still was just a squirrel, but if it was a tree branch falling the second time, I don't know, it just caught their attention, because it definitely sounded like something was kind of moving. And they didn't immediately think that, oh, it's something, like, scary or something they should be afraid of, but they just, you know, it caught their attention enough that they stopped talking to kind of look over, and while they didn't go over and necessarily investigate right away, they were kind of like, huh. I, I wonder what that was. And, you know, Benson looks over at George and is like, do you think that's a squirrel or something? And George is like, I don't know, man. Uh, it's, it's probably nothing, though. And as George was saying it's probably nothing, this time they heard an even bigger, like, crash. And this time it was very clear that there was, like, something moving around back there. And Benson's like, should we go investigate? And George is like, I don't know, man, if that's like a bear or something, maybe investigating is not the best idea. And George is, or Benson, the subscriber, is like, oh, come on, man, let's, let's just go in and see what it is. And by the way, uh, Benson put when he was writing up the story, and if you want to send me stories like the stories I've been telling, Instagram's in the description. Go follow me there, even if you're not going to send me stories because I like followers or whatever. But, you know, Benson, when he was writing this up to me, he added a little note saying, in general, do not do this. If you hear rustling or any kind of like potentially dangerous noise, do not do what every like main character in a horror, actually no, what every character that's assumed to be like game ended in a horror movie does is like, oh, let's go investigate the attic. Let's go investigate the basement. Also, let's split up and tell no one what we're doing. Yeah, uh, at least they didn't split up, right? But anyways, George eventually decided to go along with Benson, and they started to walk at least close to the edge of the woods. They weren't going to, like, sprint in there trying to figure it out, but they wanted to get at least close enough to the woods to figure out what was making this noise. So when Benson and George got closer to the edge of the woods, they heard it again, and then they kind of saw that, like, they, because, you know, you can kind of hear where something is coming from. They looked at kind of a cluster of trees that was somewhat close to them, but also a little bit reserved into the, into the forest. And they heard another, like, kind of this, another branch crack, kind of sounding like something was, like, moving, almost intentionally moving. And, you know, Benson, like, kind of, like, he doesn't yell out, but he says pretty loudly, he's like, George, look, over there, I think that's where the noise is coming from. So they both look over to this cluster of trees. And this is where the thing that, like, is kind of crazy happens. It, it all gets explained later on. This is going to sound like some, I don't know, some scientific, like, some sci-fi story that's made up. But it all makes sense in just a second. Don't worry. Because when they look over to that cluster of trees, what they see completely shocks them. They see kind of like, they see a bit of a shape behind the trees. And they're kind of confused, like, what it is. And as they're looking at the cluster of trees, they see this big kind of, like, Freddy Fazbear hit, head kind of pop out and just stare at them. And at this point, right, they're both like standing there completely in shock because they know what, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's is. They've played the game. They've, you know, they've seen people play the game and, you know, they've heard like internet rumors about it being an actual location and about how these things actually exist and how Scott Cawthon based this on like reality or whatever, but they never did believe it. But once they saw this, they were both completely shocked 
And Benson just looks at George, and they turn around and sprint, the fastest these two have ever ran. So when Benson and George sprint, like, really far out of there, like, they're out of the park, and they're, like, a good five-minute walk away from the park at this point, they both kind of stop, they catch their breath, and after about, like, a minute of catching their breath, they just look at each other, and Benson goes to George, he's like, I, man, I... I, I think I saw something, but I, 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 I must have been seeing it incorrectly. And George just looks at Benson like, I mean, I th if you saw what I saw, then, like, we both weren't hallucinating. And if we were hallucinating, we probably weren't hallucinating the exact same thing. And Benson says, so you saw a Freddy head. And George is like, yeah, it, it makes no sense. Like, he isn't real, but I, I saw what I saw. And Benson and George are just so rattled by this that they're, you know, Benson and George are like, hey, man, or George is like, hey, let's just go back, let's go to bed, lock our doors at night, and let's just talk about this tomorrow. Because it, it was getting pretty late, it was getting dark, and they were pretty sure that their parents wanted them back home anyways. So the next day rolls around, and oh, by the way, they, they don't tell their parents because like, oh, I saw a video game creature head, you know, in the park. If his parents heard that or any of their parents heard that, they'd probably be like, all right, our kid is not sleeping enough or like, all right, uh, this kid needs some help, bro. <laughs> like he saw a video game creature in the park. Something's probably up. But anyways, right, the next day rolls around at school and, you know, they're, you know, they're sitting at like a lunch table and it's Benson, George and some other kids from the neighborhood. And this one kid from the neighborhood, uh, we're just going to call Ben because he doesn't really, you know, come into play that much often or after this point. Uh, or at least I don't need to use his name. So we're calling him Ben because that's the name I give to everyone. He's sitting at the table and he's like, I saw something really weird yesterday. And at this point, right, Benson and George look at each other and then they look at Ben and they're like, oh, what do you mean? Like, go on. Because they don't want to say that they saw like a video game character at the park because that would be ridiculous. But they look at him and, you know... Ben goes on to say, I, I was at the park and I was just there by myself and uh, I, 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 this is really weird, but I don't know how to say it, but, you know, I heard something coming from the woods and Benson and George just look at him and then Benson goes, did you see a, uh, a, a Freddy Fazbear head by any chance? And Ben's eyes just go super wide. He's like, yes, like, I didn't think anyone would believe me. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, did you see him too? And he's like, yeah. Benson, uh, like a George and I, we're at the park and we heard something and w we didn't believe what we saw, but we both saw it, so it had to be true. And Benson, George, and, you know, Ben and the other kids at the table, because like one or two other kids had a similar experience since they all live in the same neighborhood and this was a very popular park, they all came together and they're like, all right, let's think about this logically. There is most likely not actually a real Freddy Fazbear. Like, we're just going to assume that he's not actually real. And by the way, comment Freddy down below right now. I will be hearting a bunch of random people who comment that. It just shows to me that you made it this far into the video, and I really do appreciate it. Anyways, though, they all sit at the table, and they're like, all right, reasonably, he's not real. However, we all saw the same thing, so we definitely saw something. So they sat down there, and they decided to concoct up a plan to investigate you know, the situation and try and lure this like Freddy or whoever this is out of the woods and to actually figure out what is going on. So they wait till the end of school and then after school, they all kind of like meet up a little bit outside the park, but also out of the view of the park. So nobody in the park or in the woods, whoever that might be, maybe it's, you know, a person or an animatronic, who even knows at this point, could see them meeting up. So they meet up and they're like, all right, who's going to be bait again? And Benson says, all right, I'll be the bait. And George decides to stay on the other team. 
And the only reason we have both perspectives on this is that uh, Benson and George, or George, Benson, the subscriber, submitted the story, but George gave him the account from, you know, what he couldn't see. But anyways, right, the plan is Benson is going to go into the park, and he's going to see if, like, anything, like, because maybe, like, people being there would trigger whoever is in there to kind of make noise and try and come out. However, the other team, which is basically everyone else at the at the lunch table, so that means George, Ben, and the other kids who were there, are going to be kind of secretly not in sight, but they're going to be like sneaking up a little bit into the forest. Some of them are going to some of them are, are going to be like perched outside of the park. Essentially, right, they're going to stay hidden, incognito, while trying to figure out, you know, who is behind all of this. The idea is that Benson will lure them out or at least, you know, have their attention on Benson. And then the other kids will be able to get in an ideal position to see who is actually behind this. So Benson is sitting on the swings. He's the bait, by the way. And he's sitting on the swings and he hears a crack. And he's starting to get a little bit nervous because like, hey man, uh, being the bait is not always the greatest role in these types of things. So Benson is sitting there and he hears another crack. And in the corner of his, of, of his eye, he looks over to see like, he kind of like, tries to visualize like where he saw you know the freddy guy before and he kind of looks over there and since he can't really look like with his whole head or can't turn his entire head without blowing his cover or making it look like he's trying to bait him right he can he only kind of like slowly shifts his eyes over and he looks at that patch of forest and sure enough it's blurry but he can see the outline of kind of like a you know the freddy head once again peeping out and he just continues to sit there as if he doesn't notice to try and like keep like give the other people time to figure out who's actually behind this. And, you know, the, the guy or at least there there's more noise coming from that side of the woods. The assumption is that the guy in the Freddy or if it actually is Freddy, spoiler, it's not. But the guy in the Freddy suit, whatever, is trying to like get his attention. So, you know, Benson is sitting there on the swings. He's hearing more noise coming from that section. And at some point, right, you know, he's going to eventually turn and look. However, Benson is also constantly looking at this area that's kind of far away. It's out of the view of the forest, but it's in view of Benson sitting on the swing. And he looks there and he sees George. George is not the one sitting on the swing, but George is the one who did part of the investigation. And George is giving him the thumbs up single signal. It, by the way, one thing that they added was when the investigation team had gotten what they needed, you know, they were to give the thumbs up so that Benson could, you know, walk away from the swing set and know when he's basically done with his part of the deal. So Benson gets up, he gets off the swings and he walks out of the park and they all meet up again. And Benson's like, all right, so like, what did you guys find? And George and the others told their findings. George goes on to say, while you were distracting whoever was behind there, Benson, we were able to get around and look at like, look into the forest at all these different angles without being detected. And sure enough, we all saw what we saw before, a Freddy head. However, the rest of the body was a human body. And we got, one of us was able to get closer, points to Ben, right? And he's like, one of us was able to get closer and confirm who it was. George points to Ben and Ben kind of stands up. He's like, I was able to get close enough and I recognized the outfit. And he said the name of who wore the outfit at school that day. And they all knew who this was. This was a kid in one grade above them who is notorious for bullying kids, and especially kids that were younger than him. They all knew who it was at this point, and they realized that the school bully would bought this, like, Freddy Fazbear costume, or at least the head part, and knew that everyone, especially the kids in the grade below him, which were them, really enjoyed the park. 
so he would wait out after school and scare anyone who came. Ben George and Benson and the other kids did eventually get revenge on this bully, but I'm going to save that from an for another part. I don't normally like doing the part one and part two like on TikTok. That's very annoying. However, I don't want to make these videos too long, and also I can't make them too long because of my own software restrictions. But anyways, make sure to subscribe to see the part two, leave a like on the video, and then click one of the four videos on screen right now slash watch another video to support the channel. Peace. Today we got the story of this kid who's being a real spoiled brat, so the subscriber decides to scare him into believing that Freddy Fazbear is real as a form of getting him back, and it's pretty funny. Leave a like in the video to claim your free nothing, and let's call the subscriber Clayton. So anyways, there's this spoiled kid in Clayton's class, and this kid is really just a brat, and for the rest of this video, I'm just gonna call him Spoiled Kid, because, like, if you guys watched last video, I had two names, and I kept mixing them up, and I'm so sorry about that, my brain is just too small. But anyways, right, so one of these days, you know, Clayton and everyone else in his class gets an invitation to the Spoiled Kid's birthday party, and you might be thinking, oh, this is, like, kind of a nice invitation, but no, in fact, it was just his mom sending out the invitations, and the Spoiled Kid was really just, he was really just trying to present farm. He was just trying to get as many presents as possible. As on the invitation, it says, please bring a present. And anyways, right, so, you know, Clayton shows up, and Clayton is determined that he is going to have, even though this kid is kind of a jerk, he's going to have the best time possible at this party, because, hey, man, look, there's free cake, there's, like, arcade games, like, dude, he's going to have a good time, man, nothing's going to stop him. However, the spoiled kid eventually does something pretty bad that, I mean, you'll see in a second. So anyways, right, Clayton gets there, and all the other classmates are there, and so is the spoiled kid, and they go around playing some, like, you know, some arcade games or whatever, and because it's the kid's birthday, right, you know, the spoiled kid gets gets like extra tickets which that's totally fine it's his birthday that's pretty normal but when things start getting bad is when they go to the opening present segment of the birthday party. So anyways, right, the way that this was going to be done was, you know, the uh, kids, they all, like, had their presents with them. The parents were holding on to the presents, but eventually, right, all the parents would hand the, the presents over to the kids, and the kids would go up and individually hand them over to the spoiled kid, and the spoiled kid would open them. And, you know, in theory, he would say thank you and be very gracious for anyone giving him gifts on his birthday, but you already know that this kid is going to be a massive jerk here so anyways right it's eventually time to like you know give presents and open them and yeah sure enough right so let's just call this kid ben he was friends with clayton and he was also in the class so he was invited to the birthday party and ben's mom hands ben you know his present and you know ben walks up to clay uh the spoiled kid with his present hands the spoiled kid his present and awaits like a reaction right so the spoiled kid looks at the present like before the wrapping paper starts to open it up unwraps the entire thing, looks at it, and he doesn't even, like, have no reaction, bro. The spoiled kid, bro, he frowns. He doesn't even have no reaction. Like, maybe you're not gonna burst into, like, I don't know, happy dances or something when you get a present you don't totally want, but at least maybe, you know, force a bit of a smile, look at them, say, thank you, I appreciate it, like, because, bro, People don't know exactly what you want. Like, it's just a matter that, it's just the fact that they got you something. It's just like, it's the thought that counts. But bro, when the spoiled kid saw what he got, like from Ben, he looks at Ben and he's like, Willie, did you not even look at the list of things I wanted? This was definitely not on the list my mom gave out. And Ben is like, oh, aha, uh -huh, like... This, the stuff on your list was just like, you know, it was pretty expensive. We, we couldn't get it. And the spoiled kid is like, Willie, you couldn't afford that stuff? Wow. 
you are broke. Next. And he literally just like looks like to the next person in line as if, oh my God, Ben had failed him by giving him such like a, a poor present or whatever, something like that. At this point, Clayton's like, hey, bro, like that's not cool. Like you don't have to like the present. But, like, you know, the thing is, right, you know, you don't even have to pretend to like it. You can just be like, oh, like, appreciate it. Like, even if you're not, like, super enthusiastic, at least don't, like, frown and be like, yo, you're too poor to get me a present I want. And, like, try and humiliate him in front of everyone. Like, that obviously isn't cool. So, eventually, right, you know, Clayton goes up to him and he's like, like, uh-oh, like, I also did not get something from this kid's wish list or whatever. Like, he's definitely going to come down for me. Because this kid had actually given a few, like, genuinely happy reactions but that's only when people got him stuff that was on his like super expensive wish list like a hundred dollar a hundred dollar lego set or like something very expensive like that and some kids had actually got ahead and done that because their parents i don't know were just balling or something i know i definitely would not be doing that if i was one of the parents if i went to a birthday party and the kid said yeah i want this 200 dollar lego set bro i'd get them the 10 dollar lego set that's jokes i'm not doing that but anyways right eventually clayton walks up to the spoiled kid and he's like aha here's my present the spoiled kid looks at the present and is like this is not in the shape of anything on my wish list and clayton's like uh <laughs> uh so anyways right uh you know the spoiled kid opens the present and you know it just looks so disappointed and it's just like clayton it's just the best you could do at this point clayton's like actually offended he's like uh yes like you're welcome haha and spoiled kid is like, whatever, man. Like, okay. And just like literally, like not even joking, he throws the present, like he throws the present to the side. Like man doesn't even like no appreciation. Even if he doesn't like the present or is like gonna return it or throw it away afterwards, you didn't have to throw it on the floor. You didn't have to show your disrespect up front. So anyways, right, this continues on, and you know, the spoiled kid reacts positively to some more presents, but he also kind of acts like a jerk for some other presents. So eventually, right, you know, Clayton finds the other kids and, you know, or at least the other ones that he remembers that, like, you know, the spoiled kid was extra mean to, extra rude to for no good reason. And he goes and finds them. He's like, hey, like, I don't know. I think this kid was kind of out of pocket for that. And all the other kids kind of agreed that, you know, even though it was the spoiled kid's, like, birthday party and it was his birthday, you still can't, like, react like that when you're talking about presents or whatever. So, you know, they decide to cook up a plan to kind of troll this kid. And uh, instead of telling you the plan, I'm just going to tell you what they did. So anyways, right, you know, so they go and find the spoiled kid, and they're like, hey, man, like, you know, since it's your birthday, we wanted to, like, show you something really cool. And the spoiled kid was like, okay, but don't waste my time. And, you know, they were like, oh, no, 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 it's really cool. It's really interesting. Like, I'm sure you'll find it fun. You'll find it very interesting, right? So, you know, they, you know, they get to the spoiled kid, and they're like, hey, let's, you know, like, come with us. We'll show you what we're talking about. So anyways, right, so it's Clayton, it's a couple other kids, and it's a spoiled kid, and they walk out, and they go out of kind of, like, the place they were in. So they were inside of a mall, because this was, like, some kind of, like, Chuck E. Cheese-esque type place, because it's like, they could go play, like, arcade games, they had pizza, cake, whatever. It's, like, a typical birthday place inside of a mall. So they're walking out of the mall, and the spoiled kid is like, uh, where are you guys taking me? And, and Clayton's like, dude, don't worry about it like that's part of the surprise 
So anyways, right, they eventually walk all the way down to this, like, somewhat abandoned place. You know in the mall when, like, a shop closes, and it's like, you know, you can still see some of the signs and, like, decorations from the store, but it's like, it's all empty, it's closed, it's locked down. But anyways, right, so they go to this place that's, like, closed, and Clayton looks at the spoiled kid and is like, hey, do you know, like, why this place closed down? And the spoiled kid is like, uh, no, I don't know. And Clayton's like, oh, so there was, a." uh, this place used to be uh, a kind of a rip-off Chuck E. Cheese. It was called uh, F- Freddy's Pizza Place. He's kind of looking at his friends like, what do I say here? What do I say? And the spoiled kid's like, okay, go on. And, you know, Clayton goes on to say, yeah, so it used to be called uh, Freddy's, uh, Freddy's Pizza Place. And there's these animatronics there. And they actually had to have the place shut down. And it wasn't because they weren't doing good business. In fact, it was doing great business here, right? Um, but the problem was that there was actually, there was a bit of a cover-up because this kid disappeared. And they said that the kid was, like, kidnapped or something, but the kid was not kidnapped. And the spoiled kid is like, oh, uh, go on, I guess. And, you know, Clayton's like, they don't really know why, right? But the main animatronic, this is, this is what I've been told, the main animatronic, the, you know, the, the bear one, someone, someone went inside the, the animatronic and, you know... This kid was, like, separated from the group. And, you know, the guy in the bear animatronic, you know, he apparently, like, you know, captured him. And, you know, neither the animatronic, the worker, or the kid were ever seen again. And to avoid some massive police investigation, you know, Freddy's Pizza Place is immediately shut down with, like, no notice or anything. And everyone there vacated. And the FBI are currently investigating the situation. And the spoiled kid's like... Oh, this this happened in our hometown? Oh, my God. At this point, right, you know, Clayton was like, okay, thank God this kid doesn't know what Five Nights at Freddy's is because that was part of the – that was, like, an issue in the plan. If the kid knew about FNAF, the thing was over. And the spoiled kid's like, do you think they're still inside? By the way, these kids are in third grade. This would never work on anyone above the age of, like, seven or whatever. And so Clayton says, I don't know, like, we could definitely check inside. And the thing is, right, for some reason, while the place was closed down, the door was unlocked. Clayton and these kids, like, checked earlier, and they figured out that the door was actually unlocked, which is a win for them, for what you're about to see. So this spoiled is like, dude, I don't want to do that, it's too scary. And Clayton's like, dude, we need to do it. And he's like, okay. Uh, to this day, Clayton still doesn't know why the spoiled kid just went along with it, but he did. So anyways, right, uh, I'll give you a little heads up. One of the kids that was, you know, friends with Clayton and also got, you know, you know, roasted by the spoiled kid during the present thing, he, you know, went to a local store, like one of the local, like, uh, costume shops, bought a Freddy Fazbear mask and was hiding inside of the abandoned store. So all of them walk in and Clayton's like, says very loudly, all right, so let's, I, I wonder if this place is actually abandoned. And that was like the cue to the kid to like jump out and scare them. So sure enough, right, you know, Clayton and the other guys kind of step behind like the spoiled kid and the spoiled kid is like shaking at this point because he's like he was this heard of the story of this like animatronic bear that like captured some kid and sure enough right behind one of the counters right this kid kind of like stands up but doesn't stand up all the way so it's like just a fred bear mask that's like apparent and goes like oh and the spoiled kid bro 
the shriek that he let out and ran away. This kid had never ran this fast before. This guy is not a track star, but this guy could definitely compete in the Olympics after the way he ran away from this. But anyways, right, Clayton and the other kids, they want to make sure that it's not suspicious. So they run away too, and they pretend to be scared as well. So they all run back, and the spoiled kid, by the time that Clayton and the other kids back to the, get back to the party, the spoiled kid is like in tears, and he's explaining to his mom that there's like some evil person or some Freddy fat, like there's some bear costume attacking me. And you know, Clayton and the other kids are like, oh my God, like we just explored a place and there's like, there's someone who like scared us or whatever. And eventually, right, you know, the parents actually do like tell the mall cop or whatever. And the mall cop, instead of, you know, thankfully he didn't check the security camera, which would have made sense. I think he just wasn't trying to like do his job. He's like, oh, I'll go investigate. Cause if he actually did check the security camera, he would have seen it was just like Clayton and his friends. But yeah, uh, they never got caught and it was definitely, and the spoiled kid got pretty troll. Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it, do it. Today we got a story time of a Minecraft kid who thinks SCP-096 is out to get him. Leave a like in the video to claim your free nothing, subscribe, and let's get right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who sent in today's story, we're going to call him Ryan. Anyways, this all happened on one Friday night. Ryan was playing some Minecraft, as he usually did. And, you know, he was playing some, uh, his, some doubles in Minecraft or whatever, and he was just queuing with random people. It also just happened to be kind of like a rainy and stormy night out, and it was getting dark kind of early, it was that time of the year, and kind of the atmosphere was just a little bit spooky. But anyways, right, you know, Ryan was playing some Minecraft doubles, and he was just queuing with random people who wanted to play with him. And, you know, normally, right, you know, people would sometimes just quit immediately, some people would, like, not be very good, some people would talk to him and be nice, but then there was this one guy, this one guy who queued with him. And there was just something strange about his username. And, you know, Ryan doesn't exactly remember his username, but he just remembers that something about, you know, this guy's username just made him feel a little uneasy. And it was like when Ryan was sitting in the generator getting resources, if you don't know in Bed Wars, right, you try and protect your bed and you also get, like, gold and iron and stuff to, like, you can sit in your bed to get gold and iron and, like, you get resources to get blocks or whatever. Kind of irrelevant to the story. But when, like, Ryan was sitting there getting resources to build a protection for his bed, this player that queued with him would, would just be, like, staring at him. His character would, like, just be staring at his character. It was just very weird. It was just very strange. It was just a little bit creepy. And anyways, right, after the game, uh, you know, Ryan and this guy actually won. No one else in the party or no one else playing that round of Bed Wars was very good. And Ryan was pretty good. And the guy he was playing with was actually surprisingly decent for, you know, a random person queued with who was acting kind of strange. Like, he was surprisingly pretty good at the game. And anyways, right, but right before Ryan was about to hop into another Bed Wars queue to play again with another random person, he received a party request from this guy. And Ryan was thinking to himself, all right, like... That's, you know, it's a little strange. This guy's a little weird, but he's also pretty good. Like, I would like to win some more games. If you don't know, in, you know, in, in this Minecraft mode, if you party with someone, that basically means that you can play with them or on the same team as them. And anyways, right, so Ryan, you know, he accepted the party request because he's thinking to himself, all right, like, why not? And anyways, right, so Ryan was about to go and he's like, he asked like, oh, do you want to play another game? Because in the party, you can like chat with each other. He's like, oh, do you want to play a game? Like, we make a pretty good team, haha. And the guy who, we, you know, he teams with doesn't respond right away. And Ryan's just a little bit weirded out by that. He's like, okay, this is a little bit strange. I don't understand. And then he gets a message in the party chat from the other guy. And it says, do you want to know the truth? 
At this point, right, Ryan was feeling a little freaked out. He was feeling a little weirded out. He, you know, he was a little uncomfortable with what was going on. But at the same time, right, he was just kind of like randomly playing Minecraft on a Friday night just because he was kind of bored. And this definitely felt like this would, you know, either scare him, maybe, but it would most definitely cure his boredom. So we responded, yeah, sure, like, what's up? So after a second of waiting, you know, the guy that, you know, Ryan had queued with responded, do you know the legend of SCP-096? At this point, right, you know, Ryan was, like, somewhat, like, into, like, inter- like he was on the internet. He wasn't, like, not on the internet at this point. And uh, the thing is, though, right, you know, Ryan just didn't know anything about, like, creepypastas and, like, I, and anything like that. He didn't know about, like, internet, like, horror stories or whatever. So he had no idea about anything about, like, SCP Foundation or any of the other SCPs. So he responded, no, I, I don't know what that is. So Ryan, you know, is, like, responds, no, he doesn't know what that is. And, you know, after a second of waiting, right, he finally gets the first message saying, message me on Discord. And then he get, and then the random guy that Ryan cues with gives, like, gives him his Discord at as well as his Discord, like, number, whatever. However you add people on Discord. By the way, I have a Discord server. You should join it in the description. Anyways, right. So he adds him on Discord, and Ryan is really interested at this point because he's like, this, I'm, I'm no longer bored, to say the least. Like, he's also aware of, like, stranger danger, and people on the internet are probably weirdos, so be careful. Uh, but at the same time, man, like, he wants something interesting in his life, dude. He wants something interesting happening, and this is the definition of something interesting. So anyways, after, you know, a minute or two, he, Ryan eventually gets the ad back, and the guy starts typing. He's like, so... Do you really want to know about the legend of SCP-096? And sure enough, you know, Ryan is like, yeah, like, what is it? I don't know what that is. And the guy says, all right, let me give you a little bit of a backstory. And by the way, this backstory or this explanation of SCP-096 will not be exactly, like, whatever the relevant lore is because this guy wanted to, like, alter, like, the internet legend a little bit just to scare Ryan a little bit more. So don't eviscerate me in the comment section. I'm just reading what I've been told over DM. By the way, if you want to submit a story, Instagram is in the description. That's how you submit them. Yeah. So this guy starts to explain over Discord to Ryan that SCP-096 is a monster that was captured by a special unit of the government, also known as, you know, the SCP Foundation. And he said the only reason that he knows about this happening is because there was a leak of this on, like, the dark web or the dark internet. Basically, if you ever want to spook someone to say, ooh, dark net, ooh, the, you know, the, the deep web, and everyone's going to be like, ah, even though it's mostly just, like, databases and files, but, but whatever, right? He's like, there's a leak on the dark web, and I was one of the few that was able to see it. And apparently, right, the government is housing this, this, this creature, and along with the leak, there's an image. So he, you know, he drops an image in chat, and it looks something along the lines of this. Obviously, he chooses an image that's a little bit less video gamey, but, but anyways, right, he puts the image in chat, he's like, the legend is, right, you know, this creature, anyone who sees this creature's face, you know, the creature will start to, like, scream and wallow or whatever, but then after about a minute or two of screaming, it'll just go on a destructive rampage, and he will destroy anyone who sees his face. And also, he makes this terrible high-pitched scream, you know, while he's doing it. At this point, right, you know, Ryan's starting to feel a little bit uncomfortable because, like, 
he has this sense that like this is like all fake or whatever because you know i think ryan's like i think i'm gonna make the assumption he's like 12 or 13 at this point so he has a feeling this is all fake right but at the same time right it's still a little odd it's still a little bit creepy and the guy that ryan messages goes on to say like yeah by the way i forgot to let you know one thing and ryan's like oh what's that one thing he said anyone who sees his face at cp096 will be after and ryan's like oh okay like why is why why did you have to specify that you already said it and the guy says oh yeah by the way it doesn't have to be his face in person it can simply be a photo of his face at this point right ryan is starting to like even though he doesn't totally believe this he's starting to feel all this kind of like feeling of like oh my god like and ryan starts typing and he's like is the is the image you showed me is that a real image real quick comment scp down below in the comment section so i can see who made it this far into the video i'll be trying to heart as many comments as i can that comment scp down below but if you want a better chance of getting a heart because i can't heart them all comment it maybe two or three times there's a better chance i'll see it and a better chance you'll get a heart even if you don't get a heart just know i really do appreciate you watching but anyways right so you know ryan types in the discord chat is this real Im is this image like a real image of him because he's starting to realize that if what this guy is saying is true which he's like oh i don't believe it but if right <laughs> he kind of does believe it at this point but like if what this guy is saying is true like he just showed him an image right of scp 096 like this is basically a death sentence and the guy ryan was talking to on discord responds yes dot 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 your time is limited and at this point ryan's like He's like, wait a minute, why isn't your time limited? If you had like, if you had this photo on your desktop and you sent it to me, that definitely means that like you saw this image. So Ryan thought like, oh, I got him, ha 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 or whatever. And the guy responds, oh, you don't understand. I've never actually seen this image. I downloaded software that scrambles every picture of this image so that I will never actually see it. And after the guy says this, Ryan just has this weird sinking feeling. Like, he still doesn't totally believe it, but the story was, like, detailed and scary enough that, like, he was just feeling it. And at this point, Ryan, instead of, like, engaging anymore with this guy on Discord, he simply just unadds the guy in Discord, blocks him, logs on the Hypixel, removes the guy from his friends list, gets out of the party with him, just tries to disconnect from this guy, deletes the chat on Discord, like, just tries to forget about everything that, you know, was happening. And for a while, right, Ryan was successfully, he just forgot about, like, the whole SCP-096 incident, right? He just didn't even think about it, because he was just, like, back on Bed Wars, just queuing random people, and, like, he didn't queue this guy again for, like, the rest of the night, so that's not what happens. However, right, if you do remember when the guy was explaining what happens, like, when the SCP guy goes on, like, a destructive rampage, he makes this, like, wailing sound, the screeching, screaming, wailing sound. And if you guys don't know, if you live with foxes, foxes will make this really loud, screeching, wailing sound late at night. And I know this because where I live... There's a ton of, like, foxes that roam around at night, and they make this, like, screaming sound. It actually was really scary the first time I heard it. And the thing is, right, where Ryan lived, there hadn't been foxes that lived there for years. So, like, Ryan, like, he does remember in retrospect that that happened many years ago, but it took him a while to remember that. But anyways, in the moment, he was just sitting there playing some Bed Wars, playing some Minecraft, right? Just, like, chilling, having a pretty good time. And he's sitting there, and he's mid-game. He's just queued with some random guy. 
and he hears this, this this screeching sound coming from outside. And the thing is, right, it's the sound of the foxes. However, he's not thinking about foxes. He's thinking about what this random guy on Discord told him about what the SCP-096 does when he's on his, like, destructive rampage and when he's coming for you. And it sounded exactly like that. And because of this, like, coincidence, right, right, this guy, like, was obviously going around trying to scare people, and there's not a chance he could have known that, like, this guy lived with foxes. It was just a really terrible coincidence, right? But the fact that, like, after seeing the image, and he hears the exact sound, the scary sound that he was told he was going to hear, Ryan just, like, freezes in his chair, and his heart starts racing so fast. And he just goes, he just like gets out of his chair, goes to his door, slams it shut, locks it. And his mom is just like in the other room and is like, Ryan, is everything okay? And he's like, yep, everything's good. I'm good. And legitimately for the rest of the night, like he didn't go to bed till like five in the morning when he just like could not stay up any later, right? He stayed in his room, lights on, he just sat up in his bed. He didn't even, like, lie down in his bed. He sat, like, straight up vertically in his bed for the entire night until he fell asleep forcefully at, like, 5 a.m. And when he woke up, he was, like, woke up in a panic because he was sure that, like, the SCP-096 was about to be right above him, right? And honestly, for the next couple weeks, like, Ryan was, like, terrified. After about two weeks, Ryan decided to face his fears and look online to see if there was any information about SCP-096, and that's when he realized the whole thing is like an internet joke or an internet hoax or whatever, and that yes, no, SCP-096 is not out to get him. Subscribe if you haven't already, drop a like on the video, and then go watch one of the four videos on screen right now, or go watch an old video. Either way, you'll support the channel. Thank you. Today bye. we got a story time of a Minecraft kid who tries to impress the new girl in class with the fact that he has aliens in his basement? I don't know, man. But anyways, he gets exposed in front of everyone, and it's pretty hilarious. So sit back, relax, leave a like on the video to claim your free nothing, subscribe to the channel, and let's just get right into it. So the subscribers sent in today's story, we're going to call him Brian. I got that name from the comment section down below, so leave a comment of any names you want me to use. Anyways, right, so Brian was telling me about, you know, you know, this new girl who came into class, and we're going to call her Claire. So normally, look, there's always, like, new kids moving in, but it's still a rare enough occasion that it's, like, it, it's a big deal, especially since Claire didn't come at the beginning of the year. She came, like, two months into the, to the like, the fall, I guess, semester, trimester, I don't know what section, like, or what they're on. On, right but they're in fifth grade uh, just all the context you need so anyways right on the first day the teacher says all right class we have a new student i'd like you to you know meet claire claire is there anything you know you'd like to like say or like do you want to introduce yourself she's like yeah hi guys my name's claire i'm from insert you know originally from insert place very far away i recently moved here and you know i'm starting here in the school system everyone's like hi claire you know nice to meet you whatever so pretty standard claire goes to sit down and there's also another kid in this class, and we're going to call him Benny. L l let's just call him Benny, right? And, you know, while he did play a lot of Minecraft, he was mostly known as, like, the Minecraft kid because of the same Creeper shirt he wore every day. I mean, dude, maybe this kid was, like, Einstein and had, like, you know, six pairs of the same shirt in, like, pants to wear every day. But, dude, I'm just going to make the assumption that, you know, man was not running the washing machine every single night he just kind of came in the same shirt, maybe watched it once a month when it started to, like, crystallize from the sweat and gamer juice. But whatever, man. 
Benny, he was an interesting kid, and it wasn't just a sweat-crystallized gamer t-shirt he wore every single day. He had quite the personality as well, but I'm going to leave that to the story. Anyways, right, so they were in class, uh, you know, Claire sits down, Benny, Brian, and all the other students were sitting there listening to the teacher go on about something, and finally, right, class ends, and it's, it's lunchtime. And so Brian goes over to sit with his friends, and, you know, he, he's kind of friends with, like, a mix of, like, girls and guys, which I always think is pretty cool. Like, personally, out of my five best friends, two of them are girls, so I got, like, a 40% best friend girl-to-guy split. I totally love it, dude. Like, being friends with, like, a different gender, you, you, just get a, you just get a different experience, and it's really cool. Anyways, though, Brian was friends with, like, girls and guys. So Claire, you know, to, you know, trying to be outgoing, get to know people, she sat down with this group of people, and she's like, hey, my name's Claire, like, you know, I, I mean, you probably know that from me being introduced earlier, but my dad just changed jobs, you know, pretty suddenly, and I'm here now, and I just got enrolled in the system, like, if you want to tell me about you guys or anything like that, so they start going around, Brian explains, you know, his friends explain who they are, they introduce themselves, and then the kid, Benny, just like, was sitting at a different table, gets up with his food, comes over and sits down, which, you know, at first kind of just seems like, you know, he's, you know, he's trying to be cool. He's trying to, he's doing a nice thing, trying to make the new person feel good. You know, yeah, I don't know, give them some company. That's a pretty, that's a pretty cool thing. Except the way he executes, it's a little strange. He sits down he's like, hi, my name is Benny. Do you want to hear about a secret of mine? And, bro, Brian and the other people at the table just look at each other like, oh, dude, you can't be serious, dude. This guy is already on his stuff already. Dude, it's been like, what, it's been like, it's been like a couple hours since she got here. At least make her pretend like we're normal, bro. Stop, please, bro. But sure enough, right, Benny's like, you know, do you want to hear my secret? (laughs) And Claire's just like, uh, okay. And he's like, you're totally not going to believe this, but there are actually aliens in my basement. And Claire's just like, bruh, in her head. She's like, bruh, bruh. But then, but then she's like, oh, to be polite. Really? <laughs> and Brian looks at Benny. He's like, dude, what are you talking about? And, and Benny gives him this look like, bro, I, like, stop. Like, don't blow my cover. He's like, oh, yeah, they're, they're aliens in my basement. I was checking this morning. And I found some aliens down there. Pretty crazy. And bro, Brian and all the other people at the table were just looking at him with, like, wide mouths. Just like, what is this kid on? And Claire, who's trying to be polite, you know, part of her thinks, like, oh, maybe this kid's trying to prank me or something. Or maybe he's just full of it. Well, option two is probably the one. But she's like, oh, isn't that nice? And then Benny, instead of just, like, leaving it there, is like... If I can prove I have aliens in my basement, will you go on a date with me? At this point, right, Brian and all the other kids are just like, Bro! Shut up! At this point, right, Claire just kind of sits there like, What the f- What? What What is going- And Brian says, Alright, 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 like, Benny, let's not make her- Let's not ask these questions, that's very weird and strange. And Benny's like, I-, I think you're just a hater who doesn't believe in the aliens. And Ben, you know what? Brian's like, yeah, actually, I don't believe in the aliens. And at this point, right, Benny's like, oh, I got to defend myself. He's like, uh, you want to make a bet? You want to make a bet on the aliens? And Brian's like, I, yeah, I- I'll make a bet with you on if there's actually aliens in your basement. Sure, sure thing. Yeah. Benny's like, 
prepare to lose. How much money do you want to lose? And Brian's like, how much money do I want to win? Let's put $5 down. Look, this is fifth grade. You might not be thinking like $5, whatever, right? I mean, $5, you can get a pretty nice like Subway sandwich with that. But anyways, right, $5, um, it was a big deal back then too, even bigger than it might be now. So, you know, Brian was like, all right, sure. Yeah, $5. And he's like, all right, five, fine, $5. And Claire's just sitting there like, bro, you, can't, you gotta be kidding me. And Brian's like, all right, well, let's see some proof. And Benny's like, all right, we'll be here tomorrow and I'll come with some proof. And Brian's like, all right, well, we all at the table have to agree that it's actually proof. And Benny is like, you guys will be so shocked. There's no way you can prove otherwise. So I accept. And Brian's like, all right, bet. Quick five. And in Brian's head, he's like, all right, quick $5. Got Claire out of this awkward situation. I'm just straight up winning today. There's no question about it. So Benny goes on to say, all right, guys, we'll just just be here tomorrow at lunch, and I'll show you indisputable proof. Make sure to bring the $5. Brian's just like, all right, bro, I'll be here at lunch. Sure, sure thing. Benny's like, fine, see you then. And he gets up and leaves. And Brian immediately turns to Claire. He's like, I'm so sorry. He does not represent us, man. Like, we're all normal. I tr- like, I'm sorry he, he said that weird thing and then proceeded to ask you on a date. Like, that must have been super uncomfortable. And Claire was like, uh, I mean, a little, but it was also kind of funny. And, you know, Brian's like, you don't have to sit here tomorrow. We won't take a purse link because we know he's coming back. And Claire's like, nah, dude, what are you talking about? I want to see these alien photos. So Brian immediately knew, like, Claire was super fun. Like, she was she was going to be chill. She's going to fit in just fine. Um, and Brian's like, all right, like, just be prepared. He probably is going to have something up his sleeve and let's just hope it's not directed at you again. And she's like, all right, I could take it. Like to see the alien photo, the quote unquote alien photos, I'll do anything to see that. So anyways, right. The next day rolls around real quick. If you made it this far into the video, comment alien down below. I'm going to try and drop some hearts on these comments to say that I appreciate you guys watching because I, if you watch videos like more than halfway through, it really helps me out. And if you don't get a heart, I'm just really busy and I still appreciate you either way. Anyways, right, next day rolls around and Brian and his friends, as soon as they get out of class, like they're waiting in class with like five minutes left on the, like the clock and they're, they just can't wait, man, because they, they, they're just excited to see what Benny brings in. And how it's going to be, like, he's going to get clowned on so bad for bringing in something that is going to prove that there's aliens in his basement, right? Yeah, I mean, hey, man, we all know that's going to be Cap. But uh, anyways, you know, the bell rings, and Brian's like, let's go. Let's go, boys. And all of Brian's friends come up, and, like, they all start walking over. And, you know, Brian goes up to Claire, and he's like, are you ready? And she's like, dude, I am so ready for this. So they go over to the table, right? They sit down, and they're waiting for Benny. And, dude... Benny doesn't show for like five minutes and they only have like 30 minutes to get lunch, bro. I'm not sure if it was just me, but for some reason, my, my, like my middle school, my high school, they never gave you enough time to eat. I'm trying to digest. I'm not trying to feel sick after lunch. Cause I get like three minutes to pummel down my food, bro. Chill out. I'll have plenty of time to study, whatever. Right. So they're sitting there and they're just like, where's the kid? Is he not going to show up? Is he just not going to eat? Like, what's the deal here? Anyways, right, so they're sitting there, and they're waiting, and eventually, Benny, like, you know, they see Benny, and they're like, oh my god, finally, the kid's here. So Benny sits down, and Benny just has this smile on his face. And for a second, Brian's like, alright, well, I know for a fact that, that there's no aliens in his basement, but 
what if he is like proof that I can't dispute? Even if it's not real, like what if I can't dispute it? I really don't want to give this guy $5 because it, you know, he just said I had to convince him like that, you know, where I can't prove it wrong. So Brian was a little nervous for a second and Benny's like, all right, I'm glad you've all gathered around. Finally, you guys will see the indisputable proof that there are aliens in my basement and I shall receive $5 from Brian and a date from Claire. And Brian's like, hey, yo, that was not part of the deal. And Claire's like, all right, that's fine. And Brian kind of is taken aback for a second because he's like, in his head, he's like, dude, I know you don't want to go out on a date with this kid, and I know you're just putting it in because it's, like, funny and you think that there's no chance, but what if he has good Photoshop skills? You don't know this. But anyways, right, Benny's like, all right, pulls out his phone, he's like, Look at this and weep, or get super scared, because that's how I'd react to aliens personally. And sure enough, like, they take the phone, and they all look at it. And as they're all looking at the photo, Brian, Claire, and his friends all burst out laughing. And right, Benny's taken aback. He's like, why are you laughing? And Brian, trying to, like, get his words out in between his wheezes, is like, bro, did you not think any of us ever saw the movie Alien before? Alien was a pretty popular, like, alien movie. And, and Benny just looks so embarrassed at this moment because, like, bro really came into lunch with his definitive proof being a screenshot from the Alien movie trailer. That was his definitive proof. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And so Benny gets up all embarrassed and, like, grabs his phone and gets up and walks away from the table. And Claire, like, turns to uh, Brian and is like, dude, you're not going to get your $5 because Benny didn't give him the $5. And they're assuming that at this point he's too mad to. And, and Brian's just like, bro, at this point, like, I already won. This is my victory. Th this is my prize right here. This moment. This moment is my celebration. Subscribe if you haven't already. Drop a like in the video, and then if you want to support the channel, click on one of the four videos on screen or watch another one of my videos. Thank you. Peace. Today we got a story of another Minecraft kid who thinks Freddy Fazbear is actually out to get him. However, this story has a bit of a twist to it, and when I received it, I knew I had to tell it. So stick around, leave a like in the video to claim your free nothing, subscribe, and let's get right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who sent in this story, we're going to call him Benson. I got that name from the comment section, so leave it any names you want me to use down below in the comment section. But anyways, right, this is a story of Benson and his friend George, who is the, the Minecraft kid, but we're just going to call him George from this point out. So this story started when Benson, the subscriber, and George, his friend, aka the Minecraft kid, who we're just going to call George, they were out, and it was like a Saturday, and they were just playing at their local park. They both lived in the same neighborhood, and their parents allowed them to go out to the local park to, you know, to hang out, to like play with each other, whatever, ha having fun, right? And it was walking distance from both of their houses and uh, their parents kind of, they, they felt, uh, I don't know, confident enough to let them go out by themselves, uh, you know. Maybe they were mature enough, maybe the parents just thought like, ah, oh, they'll be fine or whatever. But anyways, they were free to go out and hang out whenever they wanted to, as long as they told their parents before they left. And this all happened one Saturday night. Uh, it was kind of getting dark outside, the sun was going down, and Benson and George were kind of just chilling there at the park, kind of staying a little bit later than they usually did. And this is where things started to get, you know, where, where things started to go down, per se, right? So Benson, Benson and George, they were kind of just chilling. They were both sitting on the swing set, and they weren't, like, actively swinging that hard. They are kind of just sitting there talking about, like, I don't know, the next game they wanted to play or maybe a homework assignment. They were both in third grade, and they went to the same school, and they had the same class. 
class. So I don't know, man, maybe they were talking about some assignment or something. Either way, they were kind of talking and they heard a rustling in the forest because right next to the park is a big patch of woods. So maybe forest isn't the correct word, but there is a quite a few trees. It was essentially a forest. I don't know if technically it falls in that definition, but then again, man, that's not my major, uh, majoring in forest studies. Uh, that was my second choice. But anyways, right, they, they heard a rustling coming from the forest, and they kind of assumed at first that it was like, because they looked over, right, it was getting dark, they're the only ones there. They wanted to make sure that it wasn't like a bear or maybe a deer or anything, and while a deer probably wouldn't charge them, they just wanted to see what it was. And when they looked over, they saw nothing, and they kind of just assumed that, I don't know, man, maybe it was a squirrel in the trees making that rustling sound. Maybe it was just like, I don't know, a branch falling or just something natural that really wasn't a threat at all. And so they, they, you know, they go back to their conversation, they're sitting on the swings, and that's when they hear, once again, this rustling sound coming from the forest. And this is when they start to, like, you know, look over again, because first time, maybe it's just a squirrel. I mean, maybe it still was just a squirrel, but if it was a tree branch falling the second time, I don't know, it just caught their attention because it definitely sounded like something was kind of moving. And they didn't immediately think that, oh, it's something, like, scary or something they should be afraid of, but they just, you know, it caught their attention enough that they stopped talking to kind of look over, and while they didn't go over and necessarily investigate right away, they were kind of like, huh. I, I wonder what that was. And, you know, Benson looks over at George and is like, do you think that's a squirrel or something? And George is like, I don't know, man. Uh, it's, it's probably nothing, though. And as George was saying it's probably nothing, this time they heard an even bigger, like, crash. And this time it was very clear that there was, like, something moving around back there. And Benson's like, should we go investigate? And George is like, I don't know, man, if that's like a bear or something, maybe investigating is not the best idea. And George is, or Benson, the subscriber, is like, oh, come on, man, let's, let's just go in and see what it is. And by the way, uh, Benson put when he was writing up this story, and if you want to send me stories like the stories I've been telling, Instagram's in the description. Go follow me there, even if you're not going to send me stories because I like followers or whatever. But, you know, Benson, when he was writing this up to me, he added a little note saying, in general, do not do this. If you hear rustling or any kind of like potentially dangerous noise, do not do what every like main character in a horror, actually no, what every character that's assumed to be like game ended in a horror movie does is like, oh, let's go investigate the attic. Let's go investigate the basement. Also, let's split up and tell no one what we're doing. Yeah, uh, at least they didn't split up, right? But anyways, George eventually decided to go along with Benson, and they started to walk at least close to the edge of the woods. They weren't going to, like, sprint in there trying to figure it out, but they wanted to get at least close enough to the woods to figure out what was making this noise. So when Benson and George got closer to the edge of the woods... They heard it again, and then they kind of saw that, like, they, because, you know, you can kind of hear where something is coming from. They looked at kind of a cluster of trees that was somewhat close to them, but also a little bit reserved into the, into the forest. And they heard another, like, kind of this, another branch crack, kind of sounding like something was, like, moving, almost intentionally moving. And, you know, Benson, like, kind of, like, he doesn't yell out, but he says pretty loudly, he's like, George, look, over there, I think that's where the noise is coming from. So they both look over to this cluster of trees. And this is where the thing that, like, is kind of crazy happens. It, it all gets explained later on. This is going to sound like some, I don't know, some scientific, like, some sci-fi story that's made up. But it all makes sense in just a second. Don't worry. Because when they look over to that cluster of trees... What they see completely shocks them. 
they see kind of like, they see a bit of a shape behind the trees and they're kind of confused like what it is. And as they're looking at the cluster of trees, they see this big kind of like Freddy Fazbear head kind of pop out and just stare at them. And at this point, right, they're both like standing there completely in shock because they know what, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's is. They played the game. They've, you know, they've seen people play the game. And, you know, they've heard, like, internet rumors about it being an actual location and about how these things actually exist and how Scott Cawthon based this on, like, reality or whatever. But they never did believe it. But once they saw this, they were both completely shocked. And Benson just looks at George and they turn around and sprint, the fastest these two have ever ran. So when Benson and George sprint, like, really far out of there, like, they're out of the park and they're, like, a good five-minute walk away from the park at this point, they both kind of stop, they catch their breath, and after about, like, a minute of catching their breath, they just look at each other and Benson goes to George, he's like, I, man, I... I, I think I saw something, but I, 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 I must have been seeing it incorrectly. And George just looks at Benson like, I mean, I th if you saw what I saw, then like we both weren't hallucinating. And if we were hallucinating, we probably weren't hallucinating the exact same thing. And Benson says, so you saw a Freddy head. And George is like, yeah, it, it makes no sense. Like he isn't real, but I, I saw what I saw. And Benson and George are just so rattled by this that, they're, you know, Benson and George are like, hey, man, or George is like, hey, let's just go back, let's go to bed, lock our doors at night, and let's just talk about this tomorrow. Because it, it was getting pretty late, it was getting dark, and they were pretty sure that their parents wanted them back home anyways. So the next day rolls around, and oh, by the way, they, they don't tell their parents because like, oh, I saw a video game creature head, you know, in the park. If his parents heard that or any of their parents heard that, they'd probably be like, all right, our kid is not sleeping enough or like, all right, uh, this kid needs some help, bro. <laughs> like he saw a video game creature in the park. Something's probably up. But anyways, right, the next day rolls around at school and, you know, they're, you know, they're sitting at like a lunch table and it's Benson, George and some other kids from the neighborhood. And this one kid from the neighborhood, uh, we're just going to call Ben because he doesn't really, you know, come into play that much often or after this point, uh, or at least I don't need to use his name. So we're calling him Ben because that's the name I give to everyone. He's sitting at the table and he's like, I saw something really weird yesterday. And at this point, right, Benson and George look at each other and then they look at Ben and they're like, oh, what do you mean? Like, go on. Because they don't want to say that they saw like a video game character at the park because that would be ridiculous. But they look at him and, you know, Ben goes on to say, I, I was at the park and I was just there by myself and I, 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 this is really weird, but I don't know how to say it, but, you know, I heard something coming from the woods and Benson and George just look at him. And then Benson goes, did you see a, uh, a, a Freddy Fazbear head by any chance? And Ben's eyes just go super wide. He's like, yes, like, I didn't think anyone would believe me. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, did you see him too? And he's like, yeah. Benson, uh, like a George and I, we're at the park and we heard something and w we didn't believe what we saw, but we both saw it, so it had to be true. And Benson, George, and, you know, Ben and the other kids at the table, because like one or two other kids had a similar experience since they all live in the same neighborhood and this was a very popular park, they all came together and they're like, all right, let's think about this logically. There is most likely not actually a real Freddy Fazbear. Like, we're just gonna assume that he's not actually real. And by the way, comment Freddy down below right now. I will be hearting a bunch of random people who comment that. It just shows to me that you made it this far into the video and I really do appreciate it. Anyways though, they all sit at the table and they're like, all right, reasonably, he's not real. However, we all saw the same thing. So we definitely saw something. So they sat down there and they decided to concoct up a plan 
to investigate, you know, the situation and try and lure this like Freddy or whoever this is out of the woods and to actually figure out what is going on. So they wait till the end of school and then after school, they all kind of like meet up a little bit outside the park, but also out of the view of the park. So nobody in the park or in the woods, whoever that might be, maybe it's, you know, a person or an animatronic, who even knows at this point, could see them meeting up. So they meet up and they're like, all right, who's going to be bait again? And Benson says, all right, I'll be the bait. And George decides to stay on the other team. And the only reason we have both perspectives on this is that uh, Benson and George, or George, Benson, the subscriber, submitted the story, but George gave him the account from, you know, what he couldn't see. But anyways, right, the plan is Benson is going to go into the park, and he's going to see if, like, anything, like, because maybe, like, people being there would trigger whoever is in there to kind of make noise and try and come out. However, the other team, which is basically everyone else at the, at the lunch table, so that means George, Ben, and the other kids who were there, are going to be kind of secretly not in sight, but they're going to be like sneaking up a little bit into the forest. Some of, them are gonna, some of them are, are going to be like perched outside of the park. Essentially, right, they're going to stay hidden incognito while trying to figure out, you know, who is behind all of this. The idea is that Benson will lure them out or at least, you know, have their attention on Benson. And then the other kids will be able to get in an ideal position to see who is actually behind this. So Benson is sitting on the swings. He's the bait, by the way. And he's sitting on the swings and he hears a crack. And he's starting to get a little bit nervous because like, hey man, uh, being the bait is not always the greatest role in these types of things. So Benson is sitting there and he hears another crack. And in the corner of his, of, of his eye, he looks over to see like, he kind of like, tries to visualize like where he saw you know the freddy guy before and he kind of looks over there and since he can't really look like with his whole head or can't turn his entire head without blowing his cover or making it look like he's trying to bait him right he can he only kind of like slowly shifts his eyes over and he looks at that patch of forest and sure enough it's blurry but he can see the outline of kind of like a you know the freddy head once again peeping out and he just continues to sit there as if he doesn't notice to try and like keep like give the other people time to figure out who's actually behind this. And, you know, the, the guy or at least there there's more noise coming from that side of the woods. The assumption is that the guy in the Freddy or if it actually is Freddy, spoiler, it's not. But the guy in the Freddy suit, whatever, is trying to like get his attention. So, you know, Benson is sitting there on the swings. He's hearing more noise coming from that section. And at some point, right, you know, he's going to eventually turn and look. However, Benson is also constantly looking at this area that's kind of far away. It's out of the view of the forest, but it's in view of Benson sitting on the swing. And he looks there and he sees George. George is not the one sitting on the swing, but George is the one who did part of the investigation. And George is giving him the thumbs up single signal. It, by the way, one thing that they added was when the investigation team had gotten what they needed, you know, they were to give the thumbs up so that Benson could, you know, walk away from the swing set and know when he's basically done with his part of the deal. So Benson gets up, he gets off the swings and he walks out of the park and they all meet up again. And Benson's like, all right, so like, what did you guys find? And George and the others told their findings. George goes on to say, while you were distracting whoever was behind there, Benson, we were able to get around and look at like, look into the forest at all these different angles without being detected. And sure enough, we all saw what we saw before, a Freddy head. However, the rest of the body was a human body. And we got, one of us was able to get closer, 
points to Ben, right? And he's like, one of us was able to get closer and confirm who it was. George points to Ben and Ben kind of stands up. He's like, I was able to get close enough and I recognized the outfit. And he said the name of who wore the outfit at school that day. And they all knew who this was. This was a kid in one grade above them who is notorious for bullying kids and especially kids that were younger than him. They all knew who it was at this point and they realized that the school bully would bought this like Freddy Fazbear costume or at least the head part and knew that everyone, especially the kids in the grade below him, which were them, really enjoyed the park. So he would wait out after school and scare anyone who came. 